Have you ever played that group sorting game? Where each person gets a little fold of paper with the name of an animal on it, and then everybody has to find the other people in the group who have that same animal, but the only way they're allowed to communicate is by making the noise? I've done it a few times, and it is great and good fun, and you get to watch adults being very, very silly. At one group training I was at, though, they turned it around a little bit. They said they were going to time us and see how long it took us to find our groups. And it was a pretty big group. We had 40 or 50 people. So you could see the anticipation. People knew this game. They were ready. They said, go. And everybody started bleeding and quacking and mooing like this cacophonous barnyard and all shuffling in a dense crowd until eventually, little by little, we formed our cluster and stood there, still honking just in case. And the group leaders waved for quiet and nodded appreciatively and gave us our time. And then they handed out new animals and said, okay, we're gonna try it again. But this time, listen to one another. And I stood there blushing because I hadn't been listening, really. I had really just been focused on making my sound, figuring that way my people would hear me. And it seemed so obvious and so silly, just said like that. But when I looked around, everybody had that same face on. That, oh boy, I totally just did that face. And when they said go this time, it was a much quieter barnyard and a much quicker time. We still had to make our sounds, but now there was space in between to hear each other. And that made the sorting go so much faster. I think it's human nature to want to say our piece. The ideas that we're passionate about and the experiences that we've had, we know them so intimately. They burn so brightly. We feel them so closely. That it's only natural to want to share them with others, to explain them so that others will understand what we understand, to hear us, to feel maybe as passionately as we do, the urge to be heard and understood can be powerful, and it's important. It's important we need to share our experiences. We need to get our truths out into the world. But in the fire of that, it can be hard to remember to pause and really listen to what others are saying, too. If you have ever discussed politics on social media, you know what I'm talking about. The urge to turn the world, just that little bit with the crank, it's important and we need to do it. And certainly I wouldn't ask you to be silent. There's fear in silence too. The fear of saying the wrong thing or sharing an experience that others won't understand. Bleating after everybody else has stopped. But the balance has to be there. 
both between sharing our truth and between listening. I know sometimes listening gets a bad rap, especially in those political conversations. I don't know if you've been hearing this thread in the conversations lately, but I know I've been hearing it, the sort of don't sympathize too much with the other time, don't give too much of your time and energy to sympathizing with people who are wrong. Listen instead to those who have not been heard. And absolutely, listen to those who have not been heard. Listen to those who you find yourself guiltily, secretly tempted to ignore. But also keep listening to the people who you think are wrong. We are humanized by compassion. We're humanized by the choice to listen. And I would say, honestly and strongly, it is never the wrong choice to listen to your opponents, to the people you don't know, to the strangers, to your own. And I hope that we don't lose sight of that even as we are trying to lift up certain voices. I hope that it never becomes unacceptable to get to know the people on the other side of the wall. I love singing in community for many reasons. At its best, it provides a wonderfully visceral experience of being part of a greater whole. I love the comfort of songs we've been singing together for years. And I love the foibles and laughter of trying out a new piece and finding our way together. I love the lively, upbeat songs. I love the sweet, sad, meditative songs. I love the square old traditional hymns. I love the, song, the shapes and colors of our voices, even those ones who don't quite trust themselves to be heard. But best of all, I love those magical moments when we're not just singing, but also listening fully. Because in those moments, maybe you've heard it too. That's when our voices blend, like it's one sound. So let's sing. Today, that's it for me talking, <laughs> except for a little bit of explanation. In a few minutes, I'm gonna invite you to pick the songs. Now there are a bunch of us, we may not get to every song that everybody wants to hear. But I'm going to take suggestions from all of you for what we're going to sing. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to end with Blue Boat Home, so don't worry about that one. <laughs> but we're going to start out with one we haven't done before, I don't think, here. And this one takes a little explanation, so I'm putting it up front. It's in your teal hymnal. It is the very last song. It's number 1074. 1,074. It's Harry Belafonte.
Let's just go right in and we'll go home. Now, I'm 